0: Hello, I wanna talk to you today about the biggest mistake I see passionate world changes and entrepreneurs making. And I'm gonna presuppose you've got clarity about what you wanna do and for whom and why it's a great idea. Once you've got that, this is the number one thing that will kill your dreams. And it's surprisingly easy to avoid. Hello, my name is Claire Yost. I'm a mentor to passionate world changers and the author of Dare to Dream Bigger, the inside work handbook for entrepreneurs and passionate world changers. And today I wanna to talk to you about the biggest mistake I see people making and I've been there and made it myself so many times. So you know what you wanna do, you know who you're doing it for, you know the difference you wanna make in the world. This is the one thing that's most likely to stop you from creating that and it's really simple. Trying to do it all yourself. This is the biggest difference I see between those who skyrocket their dreams and those who are basically entrepreneurs but behaving like freaked out freelancers trying to grow a business while actually they're still in the hourly paid gerbil wheel. When you try to do it all yourself, what's going to happen? You're not working in your zone of genius. You're doing stuff that, frankly, other people can do better than you, and you're severely limiting the time and energy you can put into your dreams. I see people getting overwhelmed, frustrated, exhausted, procrastinating, distracting themselves with cute cat videos on Facebook because they're trying to do it all themselves. If you were to stand in your CEO's shoes, what would you actually hire yourself to do? And what would you give to somebody else in the team? But we all do it. We start out small and we don't have much budget, so we do our own web design, we do our own graphics, we do our own marketing, our sales, we do the printing, we do everything ourselves. We become a jack of all trades and suddenly there's no time or energy left for the bit you love, where you make the difference that only you can make. Then we beat the drum of I'm too exhausted, I'm too overwhelmed, I don't have time, I don't have headspace. How can I think about my big vision when I'm too busy working in my business to work on it? Something has to shift, okay? If you want to go from freelance to business, you need to stand in those CEO shoes and get the support you need. There comes a point very quickly where you become the limiting factor in your business growth. You become the block to your big vision. You cannot do it all yourself. I know because I've been there and I've tried it. And over the last 14 years of mentoring passionate world changes, I've seen so many of my clients tell it, do it too. So here I want to share with you some questions from the to Stream Bigger Handbook. Would you like to know what your dream team blocks are? So grab a pen and paper, press pause, come back to me when you've got it. So do you have any dream team blocks? How can you spot them? Really simple. Scribble down five to seven answers to the following question. I can't or don't want to hire support because. I can't or don't want to hire support because. Press pause and come back to me when you're done. So how did you get on? What kind of answers did you have? I'd love to hear from you via the comments. Now, the next thing I want to look at is how often we beat the drum of I'm not supported. (laughs) We tell ourselves stories about that all the time. The thing is, when you want to attract something into your life, you need to change that inner dialogue from being, I don't have this, I don't have this, I don't have this, I don't have this, to being, actually, I have some of it and I want more. When you're telling yourself, I don't have it, I don't have it, I don't have it, your unconscious mind takes that as an instruction. The reticular activating system in your brain, which filters our sensory inputs so that we don't get totally overwhelmed by having to monitor the air pressure with every step we take, it takes it as an instruction to say, okay, so you want to notice more examples of I'm not supported. Great. I'll let those through the filter. Suddenly it becomes self-fulfilling. Yeah. I'm not supported. I'm not supported. Look, I'm not supported. Look, there's more evidence. I'm not supported. To change that in a dialogue, you need to start finding examples of where you are supported. So there's an exercise for you in the handbook that guides you through exactly how to do that. If you haven't got the handbook yet, you can buy it in your favorite bookstore. You can get it uh, via the Big Bookstore in the Sky or www.daretodreambiggerhandbook.com. But for now, I want to give you an example that happened to me recently that helped me realize how supported I am. Last weekend, I officially became Hot Lips Claire. (laughs) I was a bit stressed. I was cooking dinner on Saturday and I have an incredibly scary sharp knife that I use for chopping vegetables. It's one where I still feel quite scared of it. I'm not a big fan of knives. This one is beautiful. And actually a sharp knife is often safer than a blunt one. And I always put it at the back of the worktop when I'm mid-cook so that my four-year-old can't reach it, except he's grown. And I hadn't noticed. And I looked over and there he was chopping a vegetable with this finger-removing knife. And I totally freaked out. And luckily when I screamed at him, he didn't drop the knife on his foot. It was one of those just total stupid panic moments so as i was dealing with the stress of okay my four-year-old's fingers are all still there and i haven't killed him and i haven't done something terrible as i was dealing with that i went back to taste the sauce i was making and for my husband and i the kids were just having vegetable stuff i was doing a thai style coconut sauce which has got quite a lot of coconut oil in because of the coconut milk coconut cream and normally when i taste sauces i have a spoon and I pour it into my teaspoon, let it cool down, and I taste it because I wasn't thinking, because I was in that primal part of the brain from the stress. In it went. That sauce was well over 100 degrees because of the fat layer on the top. I burnt my lips seriously badly. The spoon actually stuck to my lips. And it was quite a panic moment. (laughs) And initially, I just... You know ran my mouth under lots of cold water and thought it'd be fine five minutes later i was nearly in tears with the pain so i spent the rest of the evening while the family ate dinner sucking frozen peas to try and take the heat out and every time i took them away for more than about 10 seconds the heat and the pain came back unbearably and then after that i realized that wasn't working and my husband, bless him, had gone to the internet, he'd looked up, because I wasn't thinking straight, I was really in quite severe shock, Um, I knew I didn't want to go to A&E because they would just do lignocaine and who knows what, and I didn't know it would actually fix anything, and also I didn't want the stress of the kids coming with me to A&E for three hours while I sat there in the waiting room with the burn getting worse, da-da-da-da-da. So my husband went and looked up what to do, because I would have known, but I wasn't in a state to remember, And he came back and he said, I suppose we've got any aloe vera, have we? And he said, actually, because the ice stuff isn't great. And sure enough, we did have a bottle of aloe vera that I'd bought a year ago that I hadn't opened. So we sat there for the rest of the evening with aloe vera and lavender oil being dipped in cotton wool in my mouth, (laughs) dribbling everywhere. (laughs) It was gross um yeah every few minutes the taste was so disgusting with the lambda oil which is one of the best burn remedies known to man apparently that I was having to spit it out it was really grim so here I am with this cotton wool mouth dribbling aloe vera sucking it onto my lips trying to heal these burns that had already turned into blisters spitting into a cup my family clearing the cup bringing me fresh cotton wool topping up the aloe vera my needs were completely met and then my nine-year-old son did something so beautiful, he picked up his favourite book and started to read to me. And in our family, we do, the kids have had a lot of reading out loud and they know how calming it is. And he sat there for an hour, non-stop, and read me Horrid Henry's. <laughs> so here I am, completely out of it, the family sorted out dinner, they got me the remedies I needed, they kept everything topped up, and then my nine-year-old read me stories. How can I feel unsupported after that? All the times that I've asked them to help with cleaning and clearing up and they haven't melted away. I chose to tell myself a new story. I am supported. And if you look for any example in your life, it can be tiny. It could be the person who served you coffee on the way to a meeting a couple of weeks ago. It could be your bin man. It could be the person who served you in the supermarket. It might be something much bigger. When we focus on the ways we are supported, we open the door to more support. When you retrain that inner dialogue to look and see, look for and see examples of where you are supported, you retrain that RAS, the reticular activating system, to see them more often. The more supported you feel, the more support will come in. So looking at what you've been doing towards your big vision in the last few weeks, looking at the stuff that isn't your inner genius that isn't where you're making the biggest difference is there one aspect of that that you could delegate in the next week find someone to support you with just one tiny thing where you could start to let go and trust and I want to hear from you via the comments look at your reasons you I can't do that because are they valid and if they are if they're not cross through them if they are what could you do about them what could you do to release your fears and your worries about not being supported and about not being able to delegate? And pick one thing that you're going to release in the next week. Let us know what it is, and we'll hold you accountable. There's discussion threads. If you've got the book already, there are discussion threads in the Readers Club for this. We can share the journey. You can get inspiration from other people. And if you've not got your copy yet, it's dareto-dreambiggerhandbook.com. I take you through in detail how to figure out who needs to be in your dream team how to get over your fears. There's a great interview with Penny Pollan, also of virtual leadership, where she takes you through some of the blocks that you need to clear and we cover how to clear them. I want to know who's going to be in your dream team in the next week. What actions are you going to take today to move towards that? And how might you remind yourself to focus on how supported you are? Letting go of the story of being unsupported. I hope you found this useful. Please share it far and wide via social media. Please subscribe via iTunes. You can find it, the Dare to Dream Bigger podcast. And if you know anybody who needs to watch this video today, please tag them on social media. Please share it in any business groups you're in. And if you've not bought the book yet, come on. You know you're worth it.